It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front when I gave my truck the reins. Barreling down I 35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space, be that Welcome, city. come on, come on in to the other side of Texas. Glad that you're tuning in and glad that you're sharing more and more of you. Subscribe to the website, other side of Texas. But of all the little towns in West Texas. <clears throat> other side of Texas. Dot com and uh, got a big one for you today. Going to roll along. I don't know what that is. You need to make that stop, Daniel. Please make that stop. Uh, Bizarre Solutions going to get into some Technology Tuesday with you, and then some Lubbock Independent School District proposition, uh, big bond proposition. Going to get into the weeds on that with you. Make sure you understand what it is if you hadn't gone to the polls yet. And we'll have Amber Dean and Mark Griffin in with us uh, to have a good conversation about it. Before the show began, as we broadcast from the Racer Car Wash Studios, Racer Car Wash, best wash, five years running in Lubbock, five easy-to-reach locations. Check them out, racerwash.com. Just jumping into the show, got plenty of prep, and this pops up. Trump attacks California over water and fire management. Now, it could also be read, like The Hill posted it, Trump threatens to withhold federal aid to California over forest fires. Now, that's clickworthy, and I think that's why they build it the way that they did there on their Twitter feed at The Hill. And it this is let me give you my national take here my national take on trump is that he says caustic things and it turns off a lot of people who are used to the oval office the presidency not being a place where caustic things are said and it does alarm you regardless in california there's no bigger straw man in politics especially texas politics than california uh, the governor the lieutenant governor at the trump rally uh, ever it's like holding up a straw man it's kind of like when my mom used to say little kids in africa don't have anything to eat well that doesn't change the virtue that i don't like what's in front of me and I, that's i'm sorry for them uh, but I don't like what's in front of me. Well, it's kind of the inverse with state politicians. They're essentially saying by blowing up California, well, things could be worse. And the only time California was ever used as a good straw man is in John Wayne and the Cowboys when one of the boys says, don't you know there ain't no Sundays west of Nevada? That's funny. Whenever I hear California brought up, it's, I don't, I don't find it very humorous. I think it's a cheap political trick that people who aren't interested in governing well use. But back to Trump, the headline itself is, oh, my goodness, he's to a place where he is going to withhold federal disaster aid from California because he disagrees with them on some points, regardless of what the points are. And you read that initially, 
And I was just thinking about how shocking that would be for people to think, and you could begin to go into the time, this line of, man, Trump is turning into like, we're being run by a plutocracy, by, it's an oligarch, it's, it's totalitarianism, like you be with me down the line or we're not going to stop your state from burning up. And I could understand that. I could understand that point of view. But having been around politics and seeing how the sausage is made, here's the deal with Trump. And I'm not excusing the leader of the free world for using the language and a lot of mis- mistruths. You'd have to admit that a lot of stuff gets make, made up. But I'll say this on the other side. Whenever you see how the sausage is made, you constantly see how it's never said out loud in the public, but it's communicated through a leader, an elected leader, or his surrogates, or her surrogates, to everyone who needs to know that if you don't go down the line with me on this, then we'll withhold what you need. You see that all the time. Uh, the pay-for-play with regents. I know that there's a lot more stories that are about to come out about the regents at Texas Tech, but it's anywhere. Uh, you go with me on this, and maybe you'll get what you need, which you think that you need this regent seat, and maybe you'll get that. I go back to, and not just to beat up on Greg Abbott, but another good example is back in January, Cotton had the opportunity to come back into Title I, and it was being linked into the disaster recovery bill, like $81 billion on the bill. And then Cotton had this window where it could jump in and be budget neutral for Cotton to come back into Title I after being kicked out in 2014 just before. Well, that bill was being drug out. It was being, based upon sourcing I got on the Hill, and I wrote about this. I believe I wrote about the Brandon Darby at Breitbart, Texas, but it was Governor Abbott that was stalling that bill because he wanted more money from tech for Texas than Congress was willing to give. And even in response to what I wrote, sent a letter to the Senate Finance Committee chair and vice chair. But all I had to say, whenever it's, that's another example of disaster recovery. But that's that's what makes politics what it is. People are in positions, and, you know, Dan Patrick with the Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is going to be in a tight race with Mike Collier, the Democrat, former Republican, because Dan Patrick has cajoled teachers and teacher retirements, and you guys calm down or there's going to be some problems. And so I'll, I'll lay all that out to say, if you're alarmed by Trump, saying it explicitly publicly then you ought to know that other administrations and other leaders of government make clear to dissidents and california would certainly be a dissident to donald trump at least most of it anyway they make clear that you're going to have needs in the future uh you've got this immediate need and you get in line or you aren't going to get it and that's just for everybody to take a deep breath on most things Donald Trump. 
It's just, you know, we had Selena Zito on the show. She said, don't take him literally, take him seriously. Back whenever he was running for uh, election in 2016. What I'm laying out here is everything that, not everything. Hold on. A great amount of what you hear Donald Trump say in public is what bureaucrats and neophytes or not neophytes but people who work for these people in government make known to other folks uh, trump's just saying it explicitly lots of times it's done under the radar so just a little other side as we begin mailbag we got mike bizarre coming up in about five seven minutes from now mailbag got a good email uh, from Catherine. She uh, heard our podcast, and you can get our podcast anywhere where you can download a podcast. Um, said, I uh, heard it was your 17th anniversary. Congratulations. When will Mrs. Leeson be on the show? It's a good question. Um, Charity, Charity, I don't know. If, I think she may come on the show, may, may talk about a few things. We cannot talk about Trump on the show. Uh, that's a, uh, a house divided on, on that particular issue. Uh, she doesn't, she's down the line, even though I say, Charity, he's only saying out loud what other administrations have done behind closed doors. It doesn't matter. She doesn't like caustic. She's got four. We have four young children. She would certainly not have them talk like him. Um, but I would say that, look, 17, appreciate that, and I'll just say this about my wife. Uh, I think the most noble trait is I've gotten older, and you begin to see the, the the content of people's character is really what matters in the end. Um, my wife has a genuine spirit of reciprocity uh, and intrinsic fairness uh, I think that's why she's done as she's a realtor, and I think that's why she's done as well as she has with it, because people just see that within her, um, and she's very even killed. Um, unlike myself, that's been a trait that I've had to try to harness in over time. I can be very erratic. Uh, I was, especially 10 years ago. Oh, my goodness, 15 years ago. I've had to harness that in over time. And, you know, like with kiddos, what I've learned, somehow I've gone from Trump being caustic to uh, a dad a dad segment here. But I've found with the kids that their traits that drive me the craziest are my own traits in them. <laughs> the things that I do, that I, and I see them act in a way because it's the same DNA, the same blood. Uh, they've been in my house uh, for a little too long and they'll do something that reminds me of, so back to the erratic thing the boy especially the twins the twin boys nine jack and sam um this is gonna be this is what we'll get this is gonna be the best day ever or this was the best day ever maybe we went to joyland maybe we went to colorado maybe we just played football this was definitively the best day ever absolutely the best day ever but and that's great and you're like oh i'm glad you guys enjoyed that and we'll try to do it again soon and have another best day ever but that turns and it turns like this we're out of honey nut cheerios the other morning and one of them breaks it down in tears this is going to be the worst day ever 
I can already tell this is gonna we have to do division and we're out of we're out of Cheerios no it was on a Saturday because we don't let them eat sweet sugar cereal on uh, on on weekdays or their teachers would have a lot to deal with but uh, we're having to do this division in school and we're out of we're out of Cheerios and that's why we celebrate our 17th on Saturday night going to a party we were John and June Cash and uh, it's famous dead couples party and so that meant that we got home really late and the next morning not up for the 9 a.m. church so we had uh, Leeson church on the back porch and uh, you know just had to go through Ephesians 2 just stick with whether you're a believer or whatever you may believe just stick with me Ephesians 2 Paul gets very existential and says it's by grace through faith that you have been saved and the lesson the kiddos hey look we wait on God's grace and we have faith even when we don't have honey nut cheerios that it's going to be maybe not the best day ever but it's going to be a pretty good day and that's something I've had to learn myself but yeah we do Catherine we do need to get charity on the program we'll try to uh, make that happen we're going to make Mike Bazaar happen here shortly stick right where you are going to go make a little bit of money and get back with you here right here other side of Texas you have questions for Mike Bazaar uh, you want to text those in 806-745-5800 get those in and uh, technology questions Mike Bazaar right here on the other side Hey, welcome back in. The other side of Texas is sponsored by the law firm of Mullen, Horde, and Brown, LLP, with offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas, employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning. You got questions? Tech Tuesday here with Mike Bazaar, 806-745-5800. You can text those in. One text, uh, Trevor asking, you mentioned Regents. What's on that? Um, real quick, I've got a couple of leads. It's, I don't know if you can call it Regent Gate, but the thing is that Regent Gate opened a lot of scrutiny on Regents in a couple of leads with regards to two regents and we're just going to have to see it's one of those things where i don't want to get into a i said he said if i can say it that way uh you're gonna have to wait for it to be collaborated but it could be it could be pretty big and i've just got to leave it there i appreciate the question there he is mike bizarre bizarre solutions people enjoy this segment buddy they uh they like some um good practical tech advice for somebody not talking over their head or trying to sell them something that they don't need and uh, that's i think that's a pretty fair characterization of you yeah um yeah i mean don't be humble well you know uh, we did the uh west texas home builders association day we did a lunch and learn over the cybersecurity forum and it was the same thing like as i got to the end of it and had a slide about this is the services we offer. I, 
I really like I get in the zone of I just want to help and educate about cybersecurity and all the evils of the dark web and whatever else. Fun fact of the day. But to, you, you got to get paid. Uh, at the end of the day, you got to yep. get paid. Yeah. So fun fact of the day, average cost of a digital scan of a passport on the dark web is $14. Oh, I th- uh, you said 18 last week. I, so I was a, the market's cheaper. down now. Yeah, it's it's cheaper. Fourteen dollars. How, do, how do people find out if they have their passport up there? So it's. I did a, a YouTube video today. I posted it to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, so you can go find it pretty easier. Find us on on YouTube. But I did dark web monitoring, and the only thing you can really do is sign up for some kind of dark web monitoring, and they've got a link there. So like LifeLock, um, we use a different company that does what we're doing, but um, it's the same kind of thing. People have just seen the ads for LifeLock, but something like that where you can put in your social and your information. They they watch for that to be on sale, and then they alert you if they think they find bad info on the yeah. the dark web. Uh, so we talked about dark web last week for just a bit, but that's essentially what you see on the Internet is like 20% of it or something, and the so, rest is... like the visible Internet, Google and shopping and all the other stuff is like 4% of the Internet. Oh. And then a huge whack of the middle is academia and and uh you know like banks back ends and all the other stuff that's not indexed and not shared and not really searchable and usable by the public right mm-hmm. uh and then the the small part at the bottom or you know 10 20 percent at the bottom is the dark web which is go buy crack go buy drugs go buy whatever it is that you want on the internet yeah which is where uh, where some uh political consultants may be hanging out <laughs> I, I would think um down in the dirt we uh again we got people calling in we're just going to take texts while mike's in with us here if um i tell you what i'm feeling charitable oh they dropped i was maybe going to take a call <laughs> i took a couple here's the, here's a story let me let's get away from tech for just a moment yep. and talk about good radio yeah starting out i took a couple of calls and the show goes an hour and it's you get into this weird position of okay, you're not a good caller, and so you hang up. Yeah, and like you want to do that, and you're gonna say, okay, thank you for your question. Hang up right. whenever they're like in mid sentence. Yeah, so it's much easier to sift through uh, text and figure out what we want to engage and what we don't. Again, you can text in eight zero six seven four five fifty eight hundred. So, Mike, we're talking before the show, and. Um, Let's talk about Sweden for just a moment yeah. from yeah. other side of Texas yeah. because I think people may be interested in what they're seeing Yeah, because it sounds a lot like what my grandmother said would happen one day, but go ahead. Yeah, so the Swedes, this started out at a company, and it has now spread. They're putting microchips in their hands. Um, the company that first started doing it was so they could open the doors, use it to authenticate to, like, a printer, stuff around the office. Mm-hmm. But at last count, there's about 4,000 or 5,000 Swedes that have had microchips implanted in their hand. Where in their hand? Uh, it looks like kind of in the between your thumb and your, you know, the, the meaty part right How there. How big? The size of a grain of rice big grain of rice i would think Mm -hmm. and it's an rfid chip and now they can use it to buy train rides they can go to concerts with it buy a cup of coffee like minimal amounts of information but you know like i don't want a microchip in my hand where i don't care how convenient it is 
I'd rather put it in my phone or do, you know, there's other things, so carry just a card. I just hand scanned. That's it. And and now they're talking about putting credit card and other information on that chip so that you wouldn't have to carry a wallet or an ID or anything else. So you just scan your hand and off you go. But my credit card, yeah, I think I think I've gotten two numbers stolen over the last two years. Yeah. So what happens if it's in your hand? They take it out and reinsert I, it again? I guess you'd have to go to a bank. They'd probably reprogram it, right? But you'd have to go to a location where they could. It's not like you could just get a new credit card shipped out to you. And so if that credit card number is no good, your your hand chip would be no good till it got reprogrammed. Okay. And now you got to go to a bank. I don't know. They they The ones that have done it, and again, four or 5,000 is still a pretty big minority, right? But they've, they've started doing it in public because it's it's more convenient for him and i just think there's no amount of convenience that i want that in my hand so my great my grandfather times five yeah i'm not gonna throw all those greats out there <laughs> was a methodist circuit rider so was yeah. his son so was his son and so was his daughter yeah and so being raised by a very pious christian grandmother yeah i was always made aware she's really into dispensationalism we can get into theology another time eschatology but here's what you knew growing up under a roof like that you knew revelation 16 and you knew revelation 19 that there would be a time the apostle john said yeah. on patmos <laughs> that there would be the mark of a beast the mark of the beast as a uh, sign that identifies those who worship the beast out of the sea. Now, I don't want to get all, all like into, I don't want to turn this into the gospel power hour, Mike Bazaar. <laughs> but that sounds a lot like I, what, what I mean, she warned me about. When you get to the point where you have to have a chip in your hand to buy whatever things of any nature that's to me that's a slippery slope right and even if you've got to have like i'm worried about security even if you have to have a code that's been proven over and over again four digit code six to, like computers can guess those well and then the cartel starts chopping people's hands off and walking around buying crap with your do you, do you know what happens then actually is there's a massive influx from east of i-35 west of i-35 that's what's going to happen <laughs> that's what will happen people will say where's the furthest i can get away from all this craziness yeah and they'll uh they'll come out this direction that's, yeah. everybody wants to get that's away that's what i'm banking um, get their hands chopped off hey, hey we will take that call how about that that sounds i'm good. gonna break some rules here and yeah. take a call it better be a good call hey uh you're on the other side sorry there can you hear us? Caller, are you there? See, this is why I don't do it. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I can't can't hear anything. Sounds like somebody's trying to say something, but... Yeah, see, we need bizarre solutions to help people whenever <laughs> they call in. Um, so, Mike Bizarre, let's move forward. Yeah. See, I just... I, I tried... You did. You saw me try. Not, you did. Okay, so genuine effort. What else you got up there? What, like, so really uh, healthcare.gov got hacked. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, <laughs> unless you want to skip right over that one and move on down the line. Okay, so 
That's uh, that's substantial. How yeah. did that get hacked? So there is a, a an add-on, I guess, to the site that brokers and directed sellers helping people sign up can use. And um, right now, as of this point, at least 75,000 people had their data affected. They haven't said what data they got or anything else. What but do it, you think they got? I, probably a lot. I mean, think about the stuff you're putting through that conduit. I mean, you are putting in all of your information to get quotes on health insurance. And that's got to be socials. It's If it's a business, then it's census data for everybody in the office, right? How old are they? When are they born? Where do they live? There's a lot of information. And even if they got pieces of that, there's still a lot. And and all of the cybersecurity laws that are coming out, like to give perspective on it, you know, the government gets a free pass or whatever, I guess. But um, the state of Texas has a law that if you leak information that's personally identifiable, which is um, a combination of first name, last name, and then basically any other identifiable information, doctor info, address, membership numbers, whatever, you could be fined up to 10 grand per leaked record that you let get out and didn't notify anybody of. There's a notification clause and some other mm-hmm. stuff. You can go look it up and they, they keep strengthening it. But if that happens and you're not the government and you get fined for 75,000 records at 10 grand a pop, you just pack up and go home. But you can't, you can't sue the government. You can't sue the government and they're not going to find themselves. Uh, that sovereign immunity thing that yeah. we've learned too well in Lubbock. Uh, give me something to help me protect my kiddos. Yeah, so the other big thing is, you know, we talked about it a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, and so I wrote an article. It's on LinkedIn. It's on Facebook on our Bizarre Solutions page, and then I put a link on Twitter, so go find it. Uh, But really, it it boils down to education, talking to your kids. Don't spy on them, but have a conversation about the dangers of what's out there. One of the things I didn't get into in that article that I think is interesting, I commented on it quickly, but, you know, we talk about content filtering. So if you block your kids from Instagram – you block them from Instagram. But if you decide that's an okay app for them to have, there's a lot of scary crap on Instagram they can still go get. And so if you do a couple of Google searches for how to find whatever on Instagram, it turns up pretty quick what you can go look and then go do those searches. I challenged my wife to do it and she did it and was like, Mike, there's a lot of dirty stuff on Instagram. And I said, I know. And all you have to do is get in the mind of a kid and you can go find that stuff pretty easy. And so the the parts of the article I talked about is um, content filtering, which is great for your house. Um, there's a few different programs out there, OpenDNS. Circle from Disney is probably the most comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Get those that will help protect it at, at a, you know, kind of an umbrella level of in your home. Now you can block content, right? I don't want naked people. I don't want drugs. I don't want whatever kind of by category. And then there's apps you can get, some parental control apps. So, again, go look at the article or go Google parental control apps. There's a bunch of good ones out there. That will let you control what apps that your kids have. Some of them will do content filtering. So if your kid has a phone, you can now control what can or can't be done a little bit on that. Um, But those are all pretty imperfect. The other thing to look at right now that you can do for free is Google has, um, what do they call it, family Uh, I want to say family talk, but it's not family talk. I'll have to look it up. Um, Anyways, Google has a family plan that you can enroll your kids into the account, basically, and you can control apps they can or can't install. they got to get your approval. And Apple just released. um, And then Google's going to sell all that information. Yeah, probably. Because that's what Google does. So they're going to know what we do at our house. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Mike and I were talking earlier today, a couple of texts to get to, and we'll get you out of here. Um, We can see there are analytics that we can track to like whenever we sell advertising on the show 
we sell four basic people that listen to the program. And based on analytics, we broke it down. And there's um, the medical professional. Yeah. We call him Richard, the medical professional. There's the small business owner and a bunch of traits under there. Yeah. Activities they enjoy, what kind of house they uh, price range a house yep. under each one of these. Some some different traits. The working wife, successful upper management yeah. uh, working wife, and the working man, um, who you know what the any. My point in all that is that I don't think that people understand. And where this gets the craziest, speaking of politics, yeah, is. There are so many points of public information that we've got out there, Mike. I mean, tons, hundreds. Tons. And there there are campaign strategists, consultants that go through and say, okay, tell me what your platform is. Well, I believe in A, B, C, and D. Mer- yeah. Apple pie, baseball, and, you know, these are things I'm going to run on. Yeah. And they can go find that group. Yeah. And get a big turnout for you, and then they'll advise a couple other things to help you get over what they think is fifty-one percent. But it's all based yeah. on public record yep. and things that are out there. Oh, and it's, it's crazy. And, and we allow are. it in, right? You install the Starbucks app app on your phone, and they know when you drive by their store because it turns on location, and they pop it a little alert: "Hey, you're driving by our store. Come get coffee cheaper." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and we allow so this. So we data. don't even have the mark of the beast, and we're already there. We, uh, we've already given yeah. everything. Um, a couple of questions here. Uh, Mike uh, asking, what is, is there a good resource, like a book, of how to raise my kids in a technological world? I can find that answer. I would say I don't know of one off the top of my head. The Bible is probably the, <laughs> the best. And and I say that, but, I mean, I, I reference it in the same thing. And this is the big deal I kind of was theming through this article was that if you don't talk to your kids, they're going to end up doing something that they shouldn't do, mm-hmm. and they may anyways. But if you talk to them and have a communication, you know, a, a level set of communication with them, at least now they know they can come talk to you. But your kids can go start watching Baby Shark on YouTube, and three kicks, clicks later, they're watching a horror film trailer. And it's not because they went looking for it. It's because it's just is there. Yeah. yeah. And this one, and this is, thank you, Keith. Keith asking, what do I do? We have already had this conversation yeah. about my external hard drive yeah. with thousands of pictures of the kids. Yeah. One day I plug it in, doesn't work anymore. Yep. Uh, how does he's wanting to know how to get that fixed? I can answer the question. You can do it better. Yeah. I just know it's going to take a couple of grand. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. it depends on the problem with the drive is is the first kind of statement or about it. There's some of it that if it's a a logical problem, not a physical problem that is correctable and cheaper, it can be. Um, and if it's a physical problem, which is what happened with yours, then we have to send it to a lab, and they physically will dismantle and rebuild your hard drive and make it work again, and and it's expensive. But I think it was. I think it was eleven hundred, twelve hundred bucks or something, wasn't it? I thought it was closer to fifteen, maybe it something was. like that. But in but they guarantee ninety percent. Well, and so we just did one the other day, last week. We sent one off, and it was twelve hundred bucks. They recovered all the data. If they don't get ninety percent of your data, you don't have to pay, right? So it's lower risk from that perspective. All you pay is shipping. Uh, but oh, it, it's, if they get eighty percent, it's free. Well, I don't think they give you the data. I mean, if you say this is the data I need, and if you can't get that, it's worthless. Then, 
if they can't get it, then they'll let you know. Yeah. So um, it's hard. The, the big thing, and I push it with everybody, is you should have been backing it up, and it sucks to get that advice after it's gone. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, but, but I should just have a grain of rice in my hand yeah. where I can just put, all your put up my hand, yeah. throw a little baseball sign at the TV, and <laughs> all my pictures come up. Uh, bizarre, Mike Bizarre, Bizarre Solutions. Check them out, BizarreSolutions.com. That's it. There you go. Mike Bazaar, appreciate you coming in. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Uh, we're going to get into a quick break. Stick right with us here on your other side. We're going to get into some Lubbock Independent School District bond and what that may mean. Uh, again, continue sending your questions. You got questions, we roll along. Like to get into the meat of it. That's what we're going to do right here. Coming up from AM580. Hey, welcome back in. The other side of Texas is sponsored by the law firm of Mullen, Hort, and Brown, LLP, with offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas, employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning. You got questions? Tech Tuesday here with Mike Bazaar, 806-745-5800. You can text those in one text. Uh, Trevor asking, you mentioned Regents. What's on that? Um, real quick, I've got a couple of leads. It's, I don't know if you can call it Regent Gate, but the thing is that Regent Gate opened a lot of scrutiny on regents in a couple of leads with regards to two regents and we're just gonna have to see it's one of those things where i don't want to get into a i said he said if i can say it that way uh you're gonna have to wait for it to be collaborated but it could be it could be pretty big and i've just got to leave it there i appreciate the question there he is mike bizarre bizarre solutions people enjoy this segment buddy they uh they like some um good practical tech advice for somebody not talking over their head or trying to sell them something that they don't need and uh, that's i think that's a pretty fair characterization of you yeah um yeah i mean don't be humble well you know uh, we did the uh West Texas Home Builders Association Day, we did a lunch and learn over the cybersecurity forum, and it was the same thing. Like, as I got to the end of it and had a slide about this is the services we offer, I, I really, like, I get in the zone of I just want to help and educate about cybersecurity and all the evils of the dark web and whatever else. Fun fact of the day. But to, you, you got to get paid. Uh, at the end of the day, you got to yeah. get paid, yeah. So fun fact of the day, average cost of a digital scan of a passport on the dark web is $14. Oh, I th you said 18 last week. I, so I was a, the market's cheaper. down now. Yeah, it's it's cheaper. Fourteen dollars. Yeah, how do, how and do people find out if they have their passport up there? So it's I did a, a YouTube video today. I posted it to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, so you can go find it pretty easy or find us on on YouTube. But I did dark web monitoring, and the only thing you can really do is sign up for some kind of dark web monitoring, and they've got a link there. So like LifeLock, um, we use a different company that does what we're doing, but um, it's the same kind of thing. People have just seen the ads for LifeLock, but something like that where you can put in your social and your information, they they watch for that to be on sale, and then they alert you if they think they find bad info on the yeah. the dark web. Uh, so we talked about dark web last 
week for just a bit, but that's essentially what you see on the internet is like 20% of it or something. And the so, rest is like the visible internet, Google and shopping and all the other stuff is like 4% of the internet. Oh. And then a huge whack of the middle is academia and, and, uh, you know, like banks, backends and all the other stuff that's not indexed and not shared and not really searchable and usable by the public. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the, small part at the bottom or you know 10 20 percent at the bottom is the dark web which is go buy crack go buy drugs go buy whatever it is that you want on the internet yeah which is where uh, where some uh political consultants may be hanging out i, I would think um <laughs> down in the dirt we uh again we got people calling in we're just going to take texts while mike's in with us here if um i tell you what i'm feeling charitable Oh, they dropped. I was maybe going to take a call. <laughs> I took a couple. Here's the, here's a story. Let me let's get away from tech for just a moment yeah. and talk about good radio. Yeah. Starting out, I took a couple of calls, and the show goes an hour, and it's you get into this weird position of okay, you're not a good caller, and so you hang up. Yeah. And like you want to do that, and you're gonna say okay, thank you for your question. Hang up. Back. Whenever they're like in mid sentence. Yeah. So it's much easier to sift through uh, text and figure out what we want to engage and what we don't. Again, you can text in 806-745-5800. So, Mike, we're talking before the show, and um, let's talk about Sweden for just a moment from other side of Texas. Because I think people may be interested in what they're seeing because it sounds a lot like what my grandmother said would happen one day but go ahead yes yeah, so the swedes this started out at a company and it has now spread they're putting microchips in their hands um the company that first started doing it was so they could open the doors use it to authenticate to like a printer stuff around the office mm-hmm. but at last count there's about four thousand or five thousand swedes that have had microchips implanted in their hand where in their hand uh, it looks like kind of in the between your thumb and your you know the, the meaty part right How there big? the size of a grain of rice big grain of rice i would think mm-hmm. and it's an rfid chip and now they can use it to buy train rides they can go to concerts with it buy a cup of coffee like minimal amounts of information but you know like i don't want a microchip in my hand or i don't care how convenient it is i'd rather put it in my phone or do you know there's other things so carry a car i just hand scanned that's it and and now they're talking about putting credit card and other information on that chip so that you wouldn't have to carry a wallet or an id or anything else you just scan your hand and off you go but my credit card yeah i think i think i've gotten two numbers stolen over the last two years yeah so what happens if it's in your hand? They take it out and reinsert it again? I guess you'd have to go to a bank. They'd probably reprogram it, right? But you'd have to go to a location where they could. It's not like you could just get a new credit card shipped out to you. And so if that credit card number's no good, your your hand chip would be no good till it got reprogrammed. Okay. And now you got to go to a bank. I don't know. They they The ones that have done it, and again, four or 5,000 is still a pretty big minority, right? But they've they've started doing it in public because it's it's more convenient for him and i just think there's no amount of convenience that i want that in my hand so my great my grandfather times five yeah i'm not gonna throw all those greats out there (laughs) was a methodist circuit rider so was his son so was his son and so was his daughter yeah and so 
being raised by a very pious Christian grandmother. Yeah. I was always made aware. She's really into dispensationalism. We can get into theology another time, eschatology. But here's what you knew growing up under a roof like that. You knew Revelation 16 and you knew Revelation 19. That there would be a time, the Apostle John said, yeah. on Patmos, <laughs> that there would be the mark of a beast. The mark of the beast as a uh, sign that identifies those who worship the beast out of the sea. Now, I don't want to get all, all like, into... I don't want to turn this into the gospel power hour, Mike Bazaar. <laughs> but that sounds a lot like what what I mean, she warned me about. When you get to the point where you have to have a chip in your hand to buy whatever things of any nature, that's to me, that's a slippery slope, right? And even if you've got to have, like, I'm worried about security. Even if you have to have a code that's been proven over and over again, four-digit code, six-digit, like, computers can guess those well. And then the cartel starts chopping people's hands off. And walking around buying crap with your... Do you, do you know what happens then, actually? Is there's a massive influx from east of I-35, west of I-35. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's what will happen. People will say, where's the furthest I can get away from all this craziness? Yeah. And they'll... Uh, They'll come out this direction. That's, yeah, everybody wants to get that's away. That's what I'm banking. Um, get their hands chopped off. Hey, hey, we will take that call. How about that? That sounds I'm good. I'm going to break some rules here and yeah. take a call. It better be a good call. Hey, uh, you're on the other side. Sorry there. Can you hear us? Caller, are you there? See, this is why I don't do it. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I can't can't hear anything sounds like somebody's trying to say something but yeah see we need bizarre solutions to help people whenever <laughs> they call in um so mike bizarre let's move forward yeah see that just i i tried you did you saw me try I, you did okay so genuine effort what else you got up there what like, so really uh, healthcare.gov got hacked yeah that's a good one okay Unless you want to skip right over that one and move on down the line. Okay, so <laughs> that's uh, that's substantial. How yeah. did that get hacked? So there is a, a an add-on, I guess, to the site that brokers and direct sellers helping people sign up can use. And um, right now, as of this point, at least 75,000 people had their data affected. They haven't said what data they got or anything else. What but do it, you think they got? I, probably a lot. I mean, think about the stuff you're putting through that conduit. I mean, you are putting in all of your information to get quotes on health insurance. And that's got to be socials. It's If it's a business, then it's census data for everybody in the office, right? How old are they? When are they born? Where do they live? There's a lot of information. And even if they got pieces of that, there's still a lot. And and all of the cybersecurity laws that are coming out, like to give perspective on it, you know, the government gets a free pass or whatever, I guess. But um, the state of Texas has a law that if you leak information that's personally identifiable, which is um, a combination of first name, last name, and then basically any other identifiable information, doctor info, address, membership numbers, whatever, you could be fined up to 10 grand per leaked record that you let get out 
and didn't notify anybody of. There's a notification clause and some other mm-hmm. stuff. You can go look it up, and they, they keep strengthening it. But if that happens and you're not the government and you get fined for 75,000 records at ten grand a pop, you just – pack up and go home but you're you done. can't you can't sue the government you can't sue the government and they're not going to find themselves uh that sovereign immunity thing that yeah. we've learned too well in lubbock uh give me something to help me protect my kiddos yeah so the other big thing is you know we talked about it a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago and so i wrote an article it's on linkedin it's on facebook on our bizarre solutions page and then i put a link on twitter so go find it uh but really it boils down to education talking to your kids don't spy on them but have a conversation about the dangers of what's out there one of the things i didn't get into in that article that i think is interesting i commented on it quickly but you know we talk about content filtering so if you block your kids from instagram you block them from instagram but if you decide that's an okay app for them to have there's a lot of scary crap on instagram they can still go get and so if you do a couple of google searches for how to find whatever on instagram it turns up pretty quick what you can go look and then go do those searches. I challenged my wife to do it, and she did it and was like, Mike, there's a lot of dirty stuff on Instagram. And I said, I, I know. And all you have to do is get in the mind of a kid, and you can go find that stuff pretty easy. And so the the parts of the article I talked about is um, content filtering, which is great for your house. Um, there's a few different programs out there open dns circle from disney's probably the most comprehensive mm-hmm. get those that'll help protect it at a, at a, you know kind of an umbrella level of in your home now you can block content right i don't want naked people i don't want drugs i don't want whatever kind of by category and then there's apps you can get some parental control apps so again go look at the article or go google parental control apps there's a bunch of good ones out there that'll let you control what apps that your kids have some of them will do content filtering so if your kid has a phone you can now control what can or can't be done a little bit on that Um, but those are all pretty imperfect the other thing to look at right now that you can do for free is google has um what do they call it family Uh, I want to say family talk, but it's not family talk. I'll have to look it up. Um, Anyways, Google has a family plan that you can enroll your kids into the account, basically, and you can control apps they can or can't install. they got to get your approval. And Apple just released. um, And then Google's going to sell all that information. Yeah, probably. Because that's what Google does. So they're going to know what we do at our house. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Mike and I were talking earlier today, a couple of texts to get to, and we'll get you out of here. Um, We can see there are analytics that we can track to like whenever we sell advertising on the show we sell four basic people that listen to the program and based on analytics we broke it down and there's um the medical professional yeah we call him richard the medical professional there's the small business owner and a bunch of traits under there yeah activities they enjoy what kind of house they uh, price range of house yep. under each one of these some some different traits the working wife successful upper management yeah. uh, working wife and the working man um who you know what the any my point in all that is that i don't think that people understand and where this gets the craziest speaking of politics yeah is there are so many points of public information that we've got out there mike I mean, tons, hundreds, tons, and there there are campaign strategists, consultants that go through and say, "Okay, tell me what your platform is." Well, I believe in A, B, C, and D. Mer- yeah. Apple Pie, baseball, and you know th- these are things I'm going to run on. Yeah, and they can go find 
that group yeah and get a big turnout for you and then they'll advise a couple other things to help you get over what they think is 51 percent. but it's all based yeah. on public record yep. and things that are out there oh and it's, it's crazy and, and we allow it in right you install the Starbucks apps app on your phone and they know when you drive by their store because it turns on location and they pop it a little alert hey you're driving by our store come get coffee cheaper yeah yeah, I mean, it, and we allow this So we data. don't even have the mark of the beast, and we're already there. We, uh, we've already given uh, everything. Um, a couple of questions here. Uh, Mike uh, asking, what is, is there a good resource, like a book, of how to raise my kids in a technological world? I can find that answer. I would say I don't know of one off the top of my head. The Bible is probably the, the best. <laughs> And and I say that, but I mean, I, I reference it in the same thing. And this is the big deal I kind of was theming through this article was that if you don't talk to your kids, they're going to end up doing something that they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And they may anyways. But if you talk to them and have a communication, you know, a, a level set of communication with them, at least now they know they can come talk to you. But your kids can go start watching Baby Shark on YouTube. And three kicks, clicks later, they're watching a horror film trailer. And it's not because they went looking for it. It's because it's just is there. Yeah. yeah. And this one, and this is, thank you, Keith. Keith asking, what do I do? We have already had this conversation yeah. about my external hard drive yeah. with thousands of pictures of the kids. Yeah. One day I plug it in, doesn't work anymore. Yep. Uh, how does He's wanting to know how to get that fixed. I can answer the question. You can do it better. Yeah. I just know it's going to take a couple of grand. Yeah, so there's a couple. It depends on the problem with the drive is is the first kind of statement about it. There's some of it that if it's a a logical problem, not a physical problem, that is correctable and cheaper, it can be. Um, And if it's a physical problem, which is what happened with yours, then we have to send it to a lab. And they physically will dismantle and rebuild your hard drive and make it work again. And and it's expensive. But I think it was... I think it was 1100 1200 bucks or something, wasn't it? I thought it was closer to 15 Maybe it something was. Something like that. But in, but they guarantee 90%. Well, and so we just did one the other day, last week. We sent one off, and it was 1200 bucks. They recovered all the data. If they don't get 90% of your data, you don't have to pay, right? So it's lower risk from that perspective. All you pay is shipping. Uh, but oh, it, it's, if they get 80%, it's free? Well, I don't think they'll give you the data. I mean, if you say this is the data I need and if you can't get that, it's worthless, then if they can't get it, then they'll let you know. Yeah. So um, it's hard. The The big thing, and I push it with everybody, is you should have been backing it up, and it sucks to get that advice after it's gone. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, but, but I should just have a grain of rice in my hand where I can just put, all put your up pictures. my hand, yeah. throw a little baseball sign at the TV, and <laughs> all my pictures come up. Uh, bizarre, it. Mike Bizarre, Bizarre Solutions. Check them out, bizarresolutions.com. That's it. There you go. Mike Bizarre, appreciate you coming in. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Uh, We're going to get into a quick break. Stick right with us here on your other side. We're going to get into some Lubbock Independent School District bond and what that may mean. Uh, Again, continue sending your questions. You got questions, we roll along. Like to get into the meat of it. That's what we're going to do right here. Coming up from AM 580. There you are with little Waylon Jennings as you drive along with us here on your other side. Uh, 
as I say often, these walls, not much has changed in these studios since Buddy Holly became famous here. Even the smoke residue, whatever Waylon was um, consuming whenever he worked here as well. Uh, this segment brought to you by Title One, Lubbock's digital real estate and title escrow company. Title One committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes. See how Title One can serve your realty consumer and lending needs title one.com talked to a guy yesterday said i'm all in on that lubbock county or i'm sorry the lubbock independent school district prop, uh, proposition because of the new ag building uh tell us a little bit about that Andrew. sure or go ahead or no, more okay well the the, the the Agri-STEM program is was really a brainchild out of this committee, and we think it's got transformational opportunities and prospects. And the reason is this. Right now, you have to go to Monterey or Coronado to even be in an ag program at all to have any exposure to that. This this program will be, will be district-wide. Secondly, from a facility standpoint, the, the barns, stables, those things probably hadn't been touched in 40 years it's they're not in good shape jay and if we're going to make a commitment to do uh, a really a, a, a forceful significant agri stem program we've got to have the facilities to support it so that you, you'll see new barns you'll see greenhouses you'll see research labs and classrooms this is going to be really an extension of the byron martin advanced technology center same similar type concept and we know what the success stories are that have come out of there so it's going to include horticulture crop science ag mechanics food science meat processing classic example united has come to us and said you certify meat processors will hire every one of them the minute they walk out that door there so we're talking about job responsiveness in the community as well as education and i think it's uh, the real opportunities reside in the fact that we've talked with the Texas Tech College of Agriculture. They're wanting to be involved in this mm -hmm. process. Uh, we think that there's a private-public partnership opportunity with Bear Crop Science in Monsanto. We're the epicenter of cottonseed research, not only in the country, but probably in the world, Jay. So why not give young men and young ladies who want to make a career in agriculture the very very best opportunity and the very best exposure to this as a career and we think that this program really sets us apart and gets us on the road where's uh, you decided on where the complex would be no i don't that that hasn't been determined yet I, I, that's and that wasn't the committee's job that'll be the school board and the superintendent will do that but but the vision for the program uh, is without condition or qualification we think it makes it makes a lot of sense it is very compelling there's a cotton field across the street if you want to look at that i got it that land i will pass, pass that, that word along <laughs> what else uh, it, it doesn't belong to me by the way uh amber dean uh, tell us a little bit more on we just went through the efficiency. We've gone through the safety and security. What else is there on the programming side? On the programming, well, one one other thing um, that came from the review of the 
2010 bond efforts and the 2020 long-range plan that we looked at uh, was some additional need for uh, upgrades and improvements at Monterey High School at their auditorium. I don't know if you've ever been there or been to any program there, but it definitely needs some ADA um, updates and it needs some updates to um, the the classroom area for the for the fine arts and so we're going to take care of that that was some things that did not um, were not able to be finished in the 2010 bond so we're going to take care of that and then also at the Talkington School for Young Women Leaders I don't know if you're familiar with that but it is um, it's a definitely a pride and joy of of Lubbock and Lubbock ISD and National Blue Ribbon Blue Ribbon School and that school was originally started um, as an elementary school, and now they've graduated three or four uh, classes, high school classes, uh, 12th graders from there. And so if you can imagine, you have a high school from 6th through 12th grade that is holding classes and programs and whatever, you know, um, whatever it may be that needs to be in some kind of gymnasium auditorium they're doing that right now um, and sitting on the floor to do that crisscross applesauce like they used to do in elementary school but nowadays you've got 12th grade girls in there and so they need a fine arts addition and and it will get them to where um, they are equivalent to the other high school's in Lubbock ISD in terms of the fine arts addition. And then additionally adding some parking lot space because again it was originally an elementary school and now you have girls that are driving to school and so there's there's no place to park other than for the teachers and so just adding some parking space for them as well. So and then of course the AgriSTEM project and that mm -hmm. rounds out the academic program. So let me we follow especially as the legislature comes around I say this all the time, the most influential form of government in our daily lives comes out of Austin. And we see how Austin has cut back on its share of school funding. And it's I kind of use a days and confused reference whenever I say uh, funding goes down, tax rates stay the same. And that's what that's what happens. That's why I think a lot of school districts don't drop their tax rates is because they've got to absorb Austin giving less and less. I think whenever I was born, the share was 60, 65 percent to 35 percent property taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Now it's I think going into 2019, it's going to be 61 percent from property taxpayers, mm -hmm. 39 um, from the state. I asked us to say 130 million over how many years, and if Austin pulls back a little bit more money, would you maybe have to go back on we aren't going to raise the rate any, the tax rate any? I, I think what they looked at, Jay, and, and your point's well taken there, and it's, it's I've seen that transformation. Being a former trustee, it was in it was under those types of of uh, percentages, 60, 40 state to local and it's completely it's almost flipped mm -hmm. now and some of those are unfunded mandates that are coming out of Austin also so uh, the district looked at this they did a they did an in-depth financial analysis and with no new money with no new money from appraisal values otherwise and the tax rate remaining the same 
this district can service that debt over a 10 to 15 year time period for those bonds. And the beautiful part about this is there's no technology. You're not you're not buying, you're not financing obsolete 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 equipment and technology. This there's no technology. We we've, we've got that handled. We we've got that handled under another part of mm -hmm. the budget. It doesn't have to be a part of the bond program anymore. So we think that is that's significant. But there's money available assuming assuming no new value under the current tax rate they can service they can service the debt. So my understanding with bonds, and I've been on a city bond committee, but you cannot, you can't bond technology. Uh, it's it, for the for the most part. Does so? It's what we've talked about here: brick and mortar. It, that's mm -hmm. what's required yeah. under. Un, it's, it's almost state law now, yeah. Jace. But like with the buzz, I know that lots of schools are trying to put in buzz in systems mm -hmm. at the front doors mm -hmm. one point of entry in yes. school yes buzz to get in yes is that and this is a off in the weeds but okay does that buzz constitute the buzzer constitute technology well it, there's it's a technological attachment to bricks and mortar is what it is so it, so it's characterized as bricks and mortar okay, okay. Well, uh, folks want to find out more about the bond, they can go to lisd.org backslash 2018 bond. Final uh, thoughts here, either one of you? You know, um, early voting is going on now. So, of course, I encourage you to go out and vote. Want to make sure you pay special attention to where this is on the ballot. Uh, it's all the way at the end. We're the very last proposition um, on the ballot, and so let me help you here. Okay, you go all the way down. You got to go. You can't just straight party vote. You got to go all the way down. I believe the county proposition is on the left at the bottom, and then yours is on the right. That's how I remembered. The, the county's before us. Yeah. So um, the, when I voted this You're morning. You're the last thing on. We're the last thing on. Yeah. So when I voted this morning, the county was before us, and then um, right next was, was yeah. ours. And oh, so you do have to yeah. have some staying power to mm -hmm. get in and get down into the proposition. I was thinking, I pulled up the sample ballot mm -hmm. in there. I guess if you were doing a mail-in. Right. Yeah, yes. So, I, yep. and and from a safety and security standpoint, Jay, every campus, every campus will be touched under this bond program, and that's not that's unique. That's that's not characteristically uh, available under most bond programs. You pick and choose. Every every campus will be touched under this bond program. All right, go check it out again. LubbockISD.org backslash 2018 bond. I went and voted for it this morning. I won't talk about candidates in particular, but I'll talk about propositions. Voted the four on this one. Hope you'll check it out as well. Going to close out this edition of Your Other Side of Texas. Going to get Ross Ramsey in here tomorrow. I believe we've got John Sharp on a cell phone calling in. And whenever we say on a cell phone, that's a parody, but it's still pretty true. Uh, Going to get home. Got to get home. Above average dinner. Great family waiting for me. Ray Vaughn, buddy. See you next time right here. AM 580. Love it. It's who we want to be.